0: He lives in the suburbs of Philly and he would call me and say, hey, how close is uh, New Brunswick to you? And I'd say, not really. He said, oh, because I'm going to be, you know, about this uh, Pappy Van
1: Winkle. The Fred Minnick Show is brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey and by Mictors.
2: After leading his team to a 22-16 win over the Washington football team, Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts confidently walked toward the tunnel and prepped for his way home. The playoff-bound NFL quarterback saw Eagles jerseys hugging the railing, reaching down for high fives as Hertz walked by. The quarterback opened his arms, reaching out to both sides of the railing, high-fiving fans as he walked by. It's a scene many sports fans are accustomed to, the winner being congratulated by their fans. Only this time, FedEx Phil, now the home of the Washington Commanders, The railing gave out and fans toppled to the ground. Without missing a beat, Hertz helped them up and nobody appeared to be seriously injured. This video instantly went viral and the man who took the now 8 million viewed Twitter video was NFL reporter Mike Garofalo or Garofalo depending on which side of the coast you are who's also a big Bourbon fan and today's guest on the Fred Minnick Show. Formerly with Fox Sports 1, Mike's been with the NFL Network since 2016 and a regular host of one of my favorite shows, Good Morning Football. He's a grizzled reporter and has worked for the Star-Ledger in New Jersey, USA Today Associated Press, and WIP Radio. Today, he's among a handful of trusted reporters, general managers, coaches, and players reach out to for breaking news. Though he's uh, about to go on vacation, Mike takes a moment to spend with me, turns off his phone, and listen, after the Super Bowl, turning off the phone is a big deal in his position because you never know what free agency moves are about to happen but he becomes a taster with me and shares his stories of glugging George T. Staggs in his old days as a bourbon drinker, you know, circa 2014. For sure, he's come a long way since uh, choking down some of the rarest stuff. Nowadays, he's a borderline aficionado and puts his professional tasting hat on. Our blind tasting, get your pen, our Glass A repeal, uh, Remus Repeal Reserve Glass B, Rabbit Hole Race King Limited Edition, and Glass C, Elijah Craig Single Barrel, Barrel Proof, a private selection of Hook and Hoof. So, mmm, get ready for a fun tasting with one of the NFL's top media personalities. We'll really get into the weeds with some football, some whiskey, and a little bit more. Cheers, I'm Fred Minnick.
1: People want a great whiskey that isn't like every other whiskey. So nestled in the shadow of Pikes Peak, 291 Colorado whiskey is distilled from grain to barrel to bottle. Exceptional Western whiskey, unlike any other. Passion permeates every sip. Utilizing grains from the Colorado Plains, water collected from Pikes Peak Reservoirs, and finished with Aspen Staves, 291 Colorado Whiskey is an award-winning single barrel and small batch whiskey. Hard made the Colorado way. Drink responsibly. This February on Pluto TV, we're putting the spotlight on iconic black talent. Watch your favorite movies like Top 5, 48
0: Hours, and More Than a Game. And drop in to binge black TV classics like The Bernie Mac Show and Moesha. Pluto TV has hundreds of channels and thousands more movies and TV shows all for free. So download the Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free we Hi there, and welcome to The Inevitable. This is our new podcast where we're talking about the future of the car. This means everything from electrified vehicles to cars that drive themselves. Where are we going and how will we get there? I'm Johnny Lieberman from Motor Trend, joined by...
2: Ed Lowe. And we are going to talk to some amazing guests. We have Reggie Watts. We have Sung Kang. We have James Marsden. We have Spike Ferriston, Kristen Lee, Derek Jenkins, a whole bunch of actors, celebrities, cars crazy folks people from in and outside the industry it's going to be great and you can find it on podcast1.com or anywhere you find you listen to your favorite podcast we're also doing a video series as well that's on motortrend.com slash the inevitable or on youtube.com slash Trend.
1: come join us
3: at michter's distillery our passion is making the finest bourbon rye and american whiskey possible For more information, follow us on social media at Mictors Whiskey, go to Mictors.com or visit your favorite bartender. Michter's Distillery, it's all about the whiskey.
2: And joining the Fred Minnick Show, Mike Raffalo. What's going on, man? Hey, Fred. How are you, buddy? It's good to see you. I know you're coming off of uh, covering the Super Bowl, about to go on okay. vacation. What, what's the moment like for you when, uh, when the football season's over?
0: Um it's a mix of um you know a- accomplishment right because we all kind of got there and we all worked hard starting in training camp and we put a lot of time in and a lot of folks involved in getting us on the air um and it's good this year was great because it was in LA uh, mm-hmm. where our network is based so it was great to see some folks uh, a lot of them for the first time since the pandemic started so that was awesome um so it was it was a great week uh and then you kind of look up and you say all right here comes the combine, uh, here comes free agency. Here comes yep. the draft. So it's it's the spring in a lot of ways can be busier for us than the actual season can be. Um, but it's it's all great stuff. It's fun stuff, and uh, it's it's a lot of eyeballs. A lot of folks. It's amazing to me the dedication that you know people tune in for the first day of free agency. Where's my guy mm-hmm. going to sign? All this stuff. So yep, um, it, it, that stuff excites me as well. So it, the
2: springtime is kind of when you all get most competitive, like who's going to yeah. break the new signing, <laughs> you know, um, the, the jockeying between Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter and, yeah. and you know, and everyone else's you know, it's just that part to me is, is fascinating because that's got to be very competitive to, to get the scoop.
0: It is, and we're, we're sometimes uh, competitive amongst ourselves. I mean, uh, we have a lot of folks in our network that, that break news, but uh, Tom Pelosero, Ian Rappaport, and I kind of duke it out to be the guys. And, and sometimes you're, you're mad when even your own colleague beats you to a story. <laughs> um, so it's it's, but it's good. I mean, you know, everybody wants to win. It, it helps us be competitive as a group, and it, it's fun sometimes to. Jab one another, Fred. You know? Sure.
2: Well, only one person has the honor of getting a uh, the collapse of a stadium on almost onto an NFL player. Uh, that FedEx filled moment. <laughs> what yeah. in the world was that like? You know, you're just following yeah. you know Jalen Hurts with the with an iPhone. It looked like, and then brrr, what? <laughs> what was that
0: like? A lot of things aligned for us right there um and thankfully nobody was seriously hurt i mean i know that there were indications that lawsuits were going to be filed which okay i mean i understand it um but everybody that fell immediately got up and started hugging jalen which is why i said okay everybody's you know relatively okay here um but we we rarely get the quarterback for our post-game interview because usually the network covering the game wants the quarterback and it has to happen simultaneously. So we'll usually get the next best guy. Well, it just so happened that uh, Rodney McLeod, the Eagles safety had had picked off a pass to seal the game and Fox said, we want McLeod. And they said, do you want Hertz? And we said, yes, we'll take the quarterback of the winning team. Thank you very much. And so usually he runs off the field after, after victories in Philly. And every time I missed the the, the shot. Well, I, we were there and he started walking slowly. And I said, oh, great. I'm finally going to get the Jalen walking off shot. And it just so happened to be the time where down comes the railing, down come a bunch of Eagles fans, security having no idea how to sort this thing uh. all, all out. And uh, to be honest with you, I, I was because the cameras in front of me, the video cameras in front of me converged, NFL films and a couple other cameras. And so I just went up high and I knew something had happened, but I wasn't quite sure because I couldn't see over all the equipment oh, of the guys in front of me. Okay. So I was rolling and I said, something's going on up there. And I, and eventually once I was able to kind of get my head in between, I said, oh my, these people fell out of the stands. This is incredible. So uh, we threw that up on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else as fast as we possibly could.
2: Wow. Yeah. It's crazy that you got that and didn't even know you were getting it. Uh, yeah. It was, it looked, it was a perfectly composed shot. and. I mean, at least at least it wasn't raw sewage coming down on them, you know, which is has been <laughs> happening at that stadium. So, um, all right. So, hopefully, no breaking news happens right now. Like you don't, you know, I'm not taking you away from a moment where no. you're going to get the text from a GM that Tom <laughs> Brady's coming back or something like that. So, uh, hopefully, you know, this tasting hour is not going to take you away from too much. But-, yeah, but you know
0: what? That's that's the beauty of whiskey. And uh, enjoying it and, and allowing for we can't always be especially And we, we say it we tell each other, uh, Ian and Tom and I, y- you need moments to yourself. And yeah, even those moments, sometimes you want to read an article or something. And so you go to your phone and the phone is where the news comes in. You really can't. So, you know what? Sometimes you just it's just me and my bourbon and, and hopefully somebody else. So it's nice yeah, to yeah. be able to share this moment with
2: Awesome. Well, so we're going to begin. What we're going to do here, we're going to do an actual blind tasting, and uh, you're not going to know what you're tasting, um, and I'll reveal what they are at at the end. But you're gonna you're gonna pick your favorite, okay. and um, and so this is kind of like what I do as a taster. You know, I'll taste I'll taste flights and I'll rank them, and then I'll pick my favorite. So in essence, you're gonna get to you're gonna be a a taster for for the next hour, and uh, what I what I'd like to do is I would like to start with kind of like a little tutorial on on how I taste. And I know you're you're a grizzled bourbon drinker. You've been at it for a bit, so we can uh, you you definitely no doubt have your your methods. I'll just kind of break into mine. If you want to grab that bottle of Michters, the the Michters, oh. you should I, have. I probably, a, I, yeah, I do that's downstairs.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> Can you grab the bottle of mixers from the second shelf, please? Yes, please.
2: Oh boy, there. I, the, uh, the, I have. You, to you go. got. Sorry. You got the tasters. I got now, the tasters. I thought that's yeah, where we were going. So, yeah, yeah, I think I should probably start including directions in the box <laughs> because this is this is like the third time this has happened to me. <laughs> but. Um, uh, you know, so while we while we wait on that, yeah. now you you are in your in your Twitter bio, you say that you are related to to Jimmy Garofalo. No,
0: well, no, that's a that's a joke. We're, okay, we're, so you're yeah. not really
2: a distant cousin.
0: Yeah, distant, as in, I'm sure in Italy at some point our family tree is connected. Um, I met his family, and see he he pronounces it Gar- Garofalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should pronounce it Garofalo. Uh, however, we got Americanized at some point, and it became Garofolo. and that's kind of what we go by. And so people say all the time, you say your name wrong, and I say, I know, right? Or they'll say Garofalo and say, oh, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. And I say, no, actually, you said it correctly. That's the European pronunciation. So um, I, when I met his family, I said, listen, uh, we had to, you had to have had an F in your name, and it was changed to P's at some point because the traditional italian spelling would be with an f um and they said no as far back as we can remember we've been peace i said well i'm sure at some point our family trees crossed
2: <laughs> so this whole time we've been you, you're so polite you didn't correct me or uh, i've never heard you correct anybody actually with your name
0: <laughs> no and well thank you for being so polite for me not bringing the uh, bottle that you sent me and ready to rock so here we go we're good <laughs> All right, so go
2: ahead and pour yourself um, an ounce or two, you know. And we're going to we're going to do a little training with it. Okay. So the, the the beautiful thing about tasting bourbon is it's a little bit it's it's a little bit like art. And the beginning of it, can is like looking at a looking at a, a, a piece of art hanging on a wall. And it's that color. Cause so when bourbon goes into the barrel it is as clear as the water from your tap. So, every single day it's in that wood, it's moving in and out of that wood and uh, picking up uh, all, the, all the wood sugars uh, and it's changing the color. And so, the the darker it is, the older it is, and you know, the higher the proof. So, looking at the, the bourbon, uh, the color can be a really good indication of its time in the barrel. Mm-hmm. So, right here, you know, we, we're starting out with something that really is a spectacular Bourbon, you know, Michter's Ten Year Old, uh, you know, was on my top 100 last year. It was a lot of people's, you know, uh, favorite bourbon of 2021, and it's it's fantastic whiskey. Uh, and this color is is a really beautiful amber, you know, color. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to just kind of swirl it around and, and and look at it. it. When you when you look at it and you appreciate it, you know, you're more likely to to enjoy it than just like drink it like you're at a frat party. So, that's, that's one of my favorite things about it. So, then bring it to our nose. And when we bring whiskey to our nose, you open your mouth. By opening your mouth, you're relaxing your olfactory. And you can go side by side. One nostril will always work differently than the other. And so, it's basically like on my right nostril, I pick up a lot more of the sweetness. On the left nostril, I will pick up a lot more of the spices, when you you when mm-hmm. you work when they do them in unison you can smell them both at the same time but when you isolate isolate the nostrils you'll get a very different experience than when you use both of them at the same time. And the first thing you're looking for in like any kind of spirits tasting is you're looking for flaws. And you know when I'm having to taste moonshine this can really save my life because a lot of that stuff is not always, you know, made with the
0: major body. flaws. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> there can yeah. be some turpentine in there, you know? Uh, so you're looking for things that uh, that smell wacky, like gym socks, uh, turpentine, mm-hmm. uh, nail polish, things like that that you definitely don't want to put in your body.
0: I've and, seen, seen band aids in whiskey yeah. advocate referenced, which and it's in a positive review, which is kind of weird to me. But I <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, that's usually for like a Scotch Isla uh, Isla Scotch, which is using uh, it's heavily peated. Uh, will have will yield notes of band aids and. You know, I, I think if you were to, you know, really laser that in, everyone knows what the smell of Band-Aid is, uh, but it's a very particular type of adhesive. Um, and like, you know, if they were to put adhesive, it wouldn't, you know, register the same type of, of, of memory there. And, I, you know, I used to work at Whiskey Advocate, really good reviewers mm-hmm. there. So, you know, when you see a tasting you note know, from somewhere, you know, a professional like that, they're definitely smelling it. And usually other people will too. Mm-hmm. But genetic genetically, there's a there's a unique genetic coding uh, for some people that they will smell band aids every time they smell peat. It's uh, it, it's very interesting. Okay, so after you kind of waved away that there's not any like uh, anything in here that's going to kill you, mm-hmm. uh, you really do want to focus on what does it smell like, um, and and this is training your nose is is really is really just taking in all your life experiences like we tend to gravitate toward our childhood for special smells that really uh blossom in our lives like for me pecans come very naturally because i grew up around a pecan tree uh cornbread comes very naturally uh any kind of sweets because i've been you know i'm, I'm a kind of a sweet tooth uh and so all things that you you like to smell there's always a good chance that if it's in that glass of whiskey, you'll be able to smell it because you have muscle memory uh, for, that particular, for that particular scent. Now, training it, your eyes are as important as, as your nose is. Like, if you were to put a blindfold on mm-hmm. and somebody uh, put a banana under your nose and you didn't know it was a banana, you didn't see the banana, there's a good chance that you would not smell it. Uh, a lot of people can't smell a banana. A lot of people can't smell things like corn when they can't see it, so so the nose is is really all about what you're familiar with and what you can see. So here we know it's bourbon. Um, mm-hmm. You know what does what are some of the notes here? So we go go back in there, and you know, uh, Mictur's always traces a very fine line of caramel and nutmeg caramel. for me.
0: No question, the caramel. Yeah, there's no doubt.
2: And then the, the fun part is putting it on your palate, and so, and this is, this is the part of, uh, of tasting, you know, that I have really put a lot of focus on, mm-hmm. and that's paying attention to what part of the tongue is it hitting, you know, because the tongue pick, picks up very different flavors on every uh, part of the tongue. So, on the tip of the tongue, you will get sweet notes, you will get savory in the middle, you will get um, spiciness in the back, and you will also get bitterness in the back uh, as well as like uh, uh, toward the middle back. You also you might also get some tingling on the sides of your palate. It'll be like bitterness. You know, so pay very mm-hmm. close attention on the first taste. What part of the tongue is it hitting? So, as you put it on your tongue for a taste, uh, just uh, call out when you feel the sensation on, the, on what part of the tongue.
0: Got it. Definitely more to the sides to start off. Yeah, that sweetness comes a little later for me, but it's there. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. So it and starts not, not a lot starts on the sides all, of the
2: palate yeah. and then goes to the tip of the tongue. Yeah, for me. Okay. And now no when way. you go back in, so the sides of the palate are are like the bitterness regions. Like for spirits, like you can really pick up bitterness mm-hmm. there. Uh, a bitterness in, um, in the way of spirits, like in terms of like what, what can be bitter, you know, things that are bitter are, can be like tobacco, uh, it can be uh, pecan shells, walnut shells, any, anything that has like an oiliness to it that kind of creates like a bitter compound. There are, there are types of lettuces that are very, very, very bitter and you know and so like when you go back into taste focus on the sides and see if you can define what type of bitterness that is and then when you go to like look at the uh, at the sweetness try to mm-hmm. do a simple thing as to breaking down is it a fruit sweetness or is it a sugar sweetness so like a uh, confectionery sugar like a like a caramel versus like a blueberry so as you go back into taste Uh, Try to nail down now that you know where it is on your tongue what Mm -hmm. it is.
0: Got it. Okay. Definitely a nuttiness. There's no question about that. Yeah, that's that kind of nutty. Yeah, nutshell. That's a good way of putting it, right? Like Mm -hmm. not the not necessarily an oily taste to it. But more of a nutty shell kind of taste to it, yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So the the bit, the sides of the palate came through came really through for you, uh, mm-hmm. and now it's the finish. Like after you've swallowed, what are you still picking up? How long is it? How long is it on the on the palate? That is yeah. That is one of my favorite parts of a whiskey is how long does it finish.
0: How long? I mean, you know, if you, if you've got some really high proof stuff that you drink, I mean, it can go on for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And at what point are you saying, "All right, the the finish is is over," right? Can it last for up to a minute, if not more?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I, I would say, you know, across the board, things like George T. Stag, um, you know, something like a. Uh, Elijah Craig barrel proof, you know things that are real meaty mm-hmm. uh, or something that's incredibly complex at a lower proof like a Henry McKenna ten year old you know those are bourbons that will last on your on your tongue for well over a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the longest finish I've ever had, you know was was not in was not in the bourbon category, but I mean it was I would say well into you know well over an hour uh, but you know that was also. Uh sipping straight out of a demijohn in in cognac France, and it was from the 1800s. so it was like <laughs> it was like uh kind of a spiritual out of body moment so
0: incredible um, that's yeah. amazing
2: i mean the best the best things you'll ever taste you know you can close your eyes and you can think about them it's almost it's almost meditative uh really. Yeah. Uh, but you know, when, when you get a couple glasses in, the meditation kind of goes out the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of meditation. It's, it's a it's a special kind of meditation. It's very yeah, right. different. All right, so you got it. Now that you're going to go into the flight here, do you got any mm-hmm. questions? You are you are you are hereby a sanctioned taster uh, awesome. for uh, for the show.
0: A certificate coming in the mail. I'm sure. Yeah, right? you,
2: you just cool. passed your uh, your taster combine. <laughs> and uh and it's time to go rock and roll all right so let's go ahead now when you are when you are being critical of a of a spirit you are you right away you are and if you have the glassware let's go ahead and fill up all gla- all three glasses all right. a b and c you are automatically judging uh, as soon as you smell it, as soon as you look at it, you're you're judging a over you know a versus B, C and vice versa. you know And you want to you want to pick what is your favorite and, and it's it's not the easiest thing to do, believe it or not, because you can like all three of them mm-hmm. but you got to choose you know which one do you like more?
0: No idea how you do that at the end of the year with all the contenders. By the way, lots, uh,
2: lots of lots of tasting and just doing it. You know, it was last year was incredibly hard. I was originally going. because I'm I'm fascinated with like the college football top twenty five. Yeah. And I was originally going to do twenty five. Well, as I made my list, uh, I realized that you know basically fifteen, uh. There was, I had like 30 different products that I was like, could be number 25. I was like, I can't do 25. I got to do 100. And ended up being quite the undertaking. And, uh, but I think I'm going to keep on doing it. So, awesome. but that was the first year I did it. First year I did it. Uh, okay. Well, remember your, remember your training there and uh, let's do it.
0: Wax on, wax off. We're starting with A, right?
2: That's right. Start with A. Definitely a... Um...
0: You want me to say it first?
2: No, oh, yeah, this is your... Yeah, this is your okay. uh, your tasting here, but
0: This is like graham crackery to me.
2: Right. That's a very nice, very nice note.
0: When I do the graham cracker, I always look for the marshmallow and the chocolate behind it. By oh, the way, I'm not yeah, eating s'mores. that here, but I usually like that.
2: So you're you're going you're going back to the campfire as a kid. Hey, a little smoke added to that wouldn't wouldn't suck either. Yeah, sure. Yeah, love it.
0: Oh wow, that's very unique.
2: Hang He's on. going back in. He's going back in.
0: Well, that kinda of hit everything all at once, right? Like when yeah. you when you talk about what area of the tongue, at least with the Micters, it was it was kinda of on the sides, that, that thing kinda of just sailed across the tongue here.
2: So glass A's sailing away all over the palate.
0: Oh, that's good stuff. Yeah.
2: So glass, glass, a definitely is you know what I would consider like a buttery mouth coating mouth you know mouth coating uh, bourbon, and those are the kinds that kind of get on your tongue and kind of drip in underneath, and like you can got you can be you can be really overwhelmed by by how spacious it is that you don't really focus so much on the on the what flavors are popping, mm-hmm. and. That's not, there's nothing wrong with it. I actually just, I will take I will take a whiskey, put it on my tongue and not even think about what it will taste like, but just kind of feel it. And it, and it can be, and those can be some of my favorite, favorite uh, bourbons. And so, I would encourage you, since you found that in glass A, I'd encourage you to see if, you know, B or C uh, mm-hmm. have any... In any kind of mouth coating or mouth movement like that one does, and if Mm -hmm. they don't, then as a critic, you can like eliminate it based on that. Unless you know it just populates your tongue in one spot and it feels so right, you know, you're like, yeah, I kind of like that, you know.
0: So you you would eliminate it. You would eliminate it because you want that feel, is what you're saying. You want that feel of everything kind of. I like. I like mouth coating. Yeah. Right,
2: right. And so and so as a as someone who's assessing all three glasses, you can you can make the determination of like, well, A is such a m- more outstanding mouthfeel. I'm putting A ahead of B or C right. or, or whatever. You know? So that's that's one way one way to make an early elimination. As you go to glass B, who knows? Maybe glass B kicks it square in the teeth. Do you know what these are, by the way? I do not.
0: Oh, okay. This one smells... Well, let me do both nostrils. Remember your training, Michael. (laughs) This one smells more woody to me.
2: Yeah, there's some some funk going on in here, you know. uh, Funk? There's some funk. Like funk is not always a bad thing, you know. Jamaican oh, okay. rums have real funkiness to it, but
0: yeah, it's almost. It, this is dusty. This is like dusty bookshelf yeah. type stuff here. But underneath, underneath all that,
2: uh-huh. you can get a get like a pastry, pastry coming out of the oven or something. Okay, little little something going on there.
0: Yeah, I think my right nostrils, it's not clogged, but it's not playing nice today. Because it's definitely coming in on the left side. All right.
2: I will reserve comment for you.
0: Fred, what's happening here?
2: That thing is, um, that's like chewing tobacco. Oh, yeah. Um, let's get some... That's- that's getting some Levi Garrett going in the dugout and spitting it all over the place.
0: <laughs> wow. It but it but it, it it the 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 nose and the palate are not disconnected, you know? That's no. what I get that's when I get thrown for a loop is when I smell this and then I get, you know, nothing yep. but sweetness. And that would have been
2: Yeah, this is a uh this is a, a, a funky, like, you got to be in the mood for it. Uh, I can imagine some of my friends who partake in cannabis would love to pair a joint with this. There you go. You know, this has got some real, uh, real deep herbal notes here. But, you know, it, when we are kind of making that uh, assessment of three glasses, I would say don't give up on it. Let's come back to Let's come back yeah. to B. And um, but I'm I'm pretty certain where you're going to go with it, but I I, I don't think I don't think B is something that's going to win something like this, but it it could be one where you're in the right mood for it. It could. Yeah.
0: You know? It doesn't. It doesn't turn me off. I mean, it's oh. it's definitely something that you know on 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 the right night it works. Oh boy! And I don't know. I know. Maybe go ahead. I said the nose it. of glass C. Oh, yes. All right. See, but now listen, we got a potential unconscious bias at play here, Fred. All right. Because this one's going to be in the crystal Cairn. Oh, so, uh, afraid, very nice. I'm afraid that it's already been classed up in my mind, and there's nothing I can do about it. So.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I have broken so many of those. Uh, <laughs> I feel so bad about it. But those things always break on me. I don't know why. I'm not meant to not have nice things, I think. <laughs> right out of the gate this
0: is just really a, is it kind of a and c it, it's kind of got similar similar action hold on i gotta reset here no 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 that's not
2: a little different
0: yeah, yeah way different Th- this is more this is more uh now, having compared these two, A is more uh, sweets, like like um, um, hostess. You know what I mean. Yeah, and yeah. this is more fine dessert in a nice restaurant type deal here.
2: This is um, this, this is, is white tablecloth, tablecloth. You're saying, and and, <laughs> and,
0: and, yes.
2: and, uh, and and A is a vending machine. <laughs>
0: All right, we going in? I'm Let's going Let's do in. it.
2: That did not disappoint.
0: Oh, my goodness. So that hit up front right away. And then a slow cascade toward the back of the town right here. That's yeah, it was,
2: it, uh, it was a wave. Oh, you you called that perfectly. <clears throat> I mean, this is uh, this is a really good uh, exhibition tasting. I might be recruiting you to uh, to be a judge on a few things. Goodness, this is great. You got a, you got a new. You know, when this NFL, if the NFL thing, NFL thing yeah. goes sideways, you you might have a career in tasting. Well,
0: listen, we've got Sean McVeigh, Super Bowl champion, now uh, entertaining the idea of leaving after one ring at the age of thirty six to go into broadcasting because he loves that so much. It's not that crazy. I mean, I'm older than McVeigh. See, you you know you're really starting to get up there when the guys winning the Super Bowl are younger than you. It's it's one thing to hire a young coach, but when they start to come up and <laughs> actually win them, and you're like, I, re- I remember being 36. I didn't even have kids at 36. It's incredible. I, well, uh,
2: same. And in, in like, yeah. you know, and Tom Brady retiring, it's yeah. kind of like I always, always look at, you know, Tom Brady's like, well, he's older than me. You know, now I don't. I don't. There's no one out there older than me playing football. So, <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly. I feel old. But, uh, um, you know, I, I love. Um, I, I watch uh, Good Morning uh, uh, Football every morning because uh, one of the things I love about that show is it's fun. And I feel like I feel like sports commentary has gotten away from the fun. You know, it's like everyone wants to yell at everybody all the time and. Oh, it's 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 frustrating being a sports fan. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. There's there's a need for hard news and, and all yeah. that. I don't think there's a need for Skip Bayless style kind of commentary, and and that's and what you all you all bring like what Mike and Mike was early on too, is yeah. just kind of like fun back and forth commentary, and the dude doing angry runs just takes that you know, to a whole nother level of like WWE kind of
0: <laughs> crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Kyle's, Kyle's, his ability to every day, because now you're going to get into February, March. Now, granted, like I said, there is news throughout the offseason, but you get into some of those shows in May because the show doesn't go dark. You get yeah. into some of those shows in May where, all right, we got to have a conversation about, you know, this team's prospects going forward. And it was doubly hard during COVID because, Uh, We didn't have off-season workouts in full. Um, We didn't have a lot of news, period, because people were in the house, and we were doing the show from the house as well. Now, granted, when I say we, you know, they're in there daily. Uh, I I pop in every now and then as a a fill-in for them, but we have our regular good morning football weekend during the season uh, with our uh, good morning football weekend crew. But, um, you know, it's it's for Kyle to do what Kyle does day in and day out because – He's not he's his his football knowledge and takes are, are, are phenomenal. I'm not to say that, but he, he knows what he does and what rings the bell for him. So for him to be able to do that uh throughout the year and when you sit down at the table you better be ready because you know Kyle's gonna bring it. So yeah. um it's yeah,
2: it's a great you know, it's a great crew and I was uh I love that see that Chris Carter uh made yeah. has has made a return. Wow. Um I thought it was um that guy was ahead of his time on a lot of his uh his commentary uh when he was at espn but chris carter is great i'm a big fan yeah. of his. and i know i could never never have him on the show because he's very uh very vocal about being sober and yeah. anyone, i never never ever want to uh, jeopardize anyone's sobriety but I've always been a big fan of uh, Chris
0: Carter. Well, here's what we're gonna have to do: we're gonna have to have you come on our show. How about that? We'll make that happen.
2: Yeah, I can do that. I, I, I give you. Uh, I can throw in a uh, a little football knowledge from time to time. Um, there it is. But that's uh, how we
0: get. That's how we bring worlds together. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fred. that's how it's gonna happen. Uh,
2: so, what do you? What's your first assessment here? We got to call one of them. Yeah, we, we gotta we gotta we gotta put one to last, and I I think I know where you're gonna go, but go ahead and smell, retaste, do whatever you need to do here, to go ahead and, and put in your uh, to put one to the side, okay. and then make it between uh, two others.
0: Yeah, that's that's the uh, that's those uh, and and not a specific uh, flavor of pie, but those those tasty you have the tasty cake pies, tasty oh, yeah. cakes of. Are- Oh, you do. I'm okay. All right, yeah. that's a. I grew up in Philly. Tasty cake was a Philly thing. This is like tasty cake pies to me, right here. A.
3: Hmm.
2: Wow, it's two guests in a row I've had from Philly.
0: Who was the previous
2: one? Amos Amos Lee, the singer songwriter. Ah, got it. Okay. That, that a- man a- that, that yeah, drops that man drops more f bombs than uh, than I do, and that was impressive. <laughs>
0: A is a nice safe play, you know. So A, yeah. A by nature is not going to be eliminated, right? So we, we know B is probably going down, but let's let's give it a nice farewell.
2: Yeah, B. Um, if I would give it a, a positive, it smells a little bit like hazelnut coffee. Okay, and the tobacco.
0: I, I don't I don't hate that. I, I mean, I, I feel bad I'm going to say goodbye to you because I don't hate you.
2: Glass B is definitely a um, – definitely has some strength.
0: Yeah. And by the way, when I say I don't hate you, I like you. I don't mean to say, hey, I don't hate this. I mean, I, I prefer to speak in positives, and I, I do. I like
2: that. Yeah, I mean, but, but B, is, it's going up to what I think is we're going to – when they're revealed, I think we're probably going to be looking at a couple of Apex uh, bourbons here, you know. So it's, uh, it's down for A and C for both of us.
0: Mercy. Yeah. All right. Let's put B to the side. We'll see you later, though. So we are going on vacation later today after a long football season. Um, it's kind of a – my wife has been watching the kids as she comes down the steps holding my daughter Vivian. Aw. Uh, I've got glass walls on my office. Um, which is cool. which is good. We live in a townhouse, so uh, mm-hmm. we had to. We, we bought it; it was open, and we had to, we had to wall it off. And we went with glass because we didn't want it to feel like completely closed off and feel more open. So we went with glass. But what the challenge is when my wife is working, she's in here. My daughters on the glass banging. On the, let me in! Let me in! Um, <laughs> meanwhile, when I'm working, they just kind of walk by and like, eh, "Hey, good to see you, guy." Uh, oh, right, We're going on vacation. So um, we—it's—it's uh, it's a nice little carrot toward the end of the season for me and for my wife. Um, so uh, I told her, "You're driving because we're flying out of Philly tomorrow. So you're driving yeah. to Philly." Yeah.
2: <laughs> Who I'm knows? Maybe wherever you're going, back. wherever you're going, you'll run into uh, Sean McVay, and you know he'll recruit you to the Rams. There you go. There you go. What a crazy story that is. Which part? Well, McVeigh and um, um, Stafford running into each other in Cabo. You know? Oh, yes, I got you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one of those stories that it kind of sounds made up, but if it sounds made up,
0: it probably is true. So. <laughs> yeah, they were both in Cabo at the time, and I think that helped facilitate things to get things uh, to, to the finish line. And listen, I, I give them all the credit. One of the things we talked about on the air this past week was, um, will the Rams' policy of lighting, not lighting first-round picks on fire, but but not treating them as if they're crystal glasses and, you know, can we can we actually uh, get something of value out of them that we know we've got right now versus the first-round pick that you don't know? What's got, a bird in the yeah. hand – we're doing the bush type deal. And I've always said that. I think general managers overvalue these picks and they always think, well, they're my picks and I know how to draft better than anybody. So they're going to be valuable for me versus, you know, somebody else having them. Uh, I, I, I give them all the credit in the world for going for it. I really do. I think more more people, more teams should do that. And who knows? Maybe this, this will influence them. Where are you?
2: C? Yeah. I mean, I'm really loving the smell of C. C is like, they talk about all the time, I wish you could have like a uh, like a cologne or a soap that smells like bourbon. And I'm like, I don't know if I want that because if I you ever run into a cop smelling like bourbon, that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and they do have soaps out there that smell like bourbon. Really, they try to make them smell like bourbon. Yeah. But B, or sorry, C is a... That is what bourbon smells like, uh, when you kind of, if you were to take all of the, all of the aromas that people describe bourbon uh, in the most positive sense, I feel like C is a glass that they're describing in terms of aroma.
0: Yeah. See, this is why I, I really got into whiskey. I mean, I, I did the beer thing for a while, um, I tried my best to get into wine. I'm just not a wine guy. I don't think I'm going to be a guy. Um, And my buddy, years ago, I want to say 2012, 2013, uh, he lives in the suburbs of Philly, and he would call me and say, hey, how close is uh, New Brunswick to you? And I'd say, not really. He says, oh, because I'm going to be blowing through New New Brunswick. And I said, why? He says, I got to go pick up a bottle of whiskey. (laughs) <laughs> seems like a drive for you to pick up a bottle of whiskey. He says, oh, no, no you you know, you know about this uh, Pappy Van Winkle? And uh, okay, yeah, yeah, going through the whole thing. Um, and so he got into it early. And, and he collected, I think it was 2012, he got all the, the entire Van Winkle line that he still has not opened to this day uh, and calls it the greatest accomplishment of his life. Um,
2: God, you know how much those, if if, if he has the 2012 Pappies, I mean. Yeah. Whew. Could be a little yeah. retirement nest egg.
0: Yeah, and uh, but he would, you know, I'd say, well, let me I'll start to get into it, and I, I, I go to the corner here. I wasn't living in this street, but there's a liquor store in the corner, and Phil gives me a. a, a I mentioned it to him. I said, "Hey, my buddy's chasing this Van Winkle stuff." He says, "No, no, 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 no. I got this. This is much better," and he sells me a bottle of Stag, and he sells it to me for seventy five dollars, and. I said, well, this this stuff gets better reviews than some of the Van Winkle. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, this was probably 2014, I want to say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And So I drink it, and I, I Fred, I, I had to choke it down. Because if you're not used to it, and somebody gives you 130 proof whiskey, right? I mean, I choke it down. And I finally finished the bottle, <laughs> and my buddy says to me, hey, I got you another stag. And I said, oh, my God, really <laughs> charged probably 150, 200, whatever it was. And I said well, I couldn't say no, so I take it and I drink it and I choke it down. Do you know what I would give for both of those bottles right now? Like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I've been trained for their you know. Yeah,
2: it, it's it, it's amazing. You started, you know, you started out with one of the most complex, you know, bourbons <laughs> of the 21st century, and <laughs> you know, really, you needed to start with Maker's Mark or you know, standard right. Buffalo Trace or something.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Now you go back and you. Yeah, now I look for uh, stuff that's 120 or higher. I mean not not yeah. the you know, there's some stuff that's 100 proof that's fantastic. Um, but I go back and if I drink something that's 85, 90 whatever, it's like it tastes like water to me, you know? So it's just it's it's been quite the journey. And then I, I hooked up The Angelo Hall who's on our weekend show uh, hooked me up with my guy Prav Seraf uh, who owns a liquor store uh, in DC, where they have with gray laws, I think they're called gray laws, where you can buy yeah. and resell whiskey. So he's got a a, a high uh, highfalutin clientele that that he sells a lot of stuff to. Yeah, he. Um, and I, yeah, yeah,
2: he's got. i he's I've struck struck got the up. list.
0: Yeah, I've struck up a relationship with him, and he invited me to his house. and His basement is just off the charts. I mean, just some. And his friends came over, and they were so gracious. This was during training camp when I was covering the. Now, commanders, but then the Washington Football Team uh, and, and Prov. I can always go to him for. I wish he lived closer, but I, 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 I always go to him for thoughts and notes. And um, if I'm yeah, in the liquor he's, store, yeah, uh,
2: I mean, in my circles, he's like a uh, he's like a celebrity in the uh, in the whiskey circles because he he does get such good uh, releases. Now, as prices, you know, look if you if you're getting those bottles, your prices are going to be high. But he can get yeah. He's a guy that can get anything anytime. And, and like he's got, uh, he's got his finger on the pulse on, on whiskey. Yeah. So, like, he is, he is definitely well known and liked, um, in, in the whiskey circle. So, if that's your, if that's your inside guy, I mean,
0: uh, you gotta you know, have sources. That's You're the a guy. You gotta have he's, sources, you know, he's definitely the guy. And, and uh, um, he's bottling his own stuff. I keep the, I got the bottle on the, uh, here, uh, Dream Spirits now. He's bottling his own stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's he sort from from Barton um this is the bourbon yes this is it's empty because it was good fred um <laughs> so he got the, the an mgp was his rye uh, i think this was a 8 year barton i forget but yeah and he's such a such a like i say uh, about the whiskey and, and and sharing it and connecting yeah. and, and that's a big part of the reason the taste and the smell is one thing but but you know the communal nature of whiskey. To have a friend like that that you connected with over whiskey is is just is what it's all about.
2: That's exactly right. Like if you can't if you can't sip with someone, now look, I, we've all had a drink or two by ourselves, uh, but like it's so much better if you're if you're with friends and yeah and uh, uh, and just kind of talking about the good life. So uh, all right, you got a decision to make here, Mike. This is uh, A A versus C. This is this is coming down to it. What uh, What's your winner?
0: So it's 12.50 in the afternoon uh, on a Tuesday after the Super Bowl. And I feel like if I was going to open a bottle and I knew about it, something I'm experienced with, I'm experienced with both of these bottles, I would reach for A right now, right? Nice okay. little afternoon drink. Yep. Be perfect for this. Mm-hmm. But we're going on vacation, and my brother's a big whiskey guy. Shout out, Steve. Um, I would bring C with me and say, hey, it's been a long year. It's been a long season. I haven't seen you in a while. We haven't had a drink together in a while. Let's pop open C. So I would say C is my winner, but A, don't go far. So let's- All
2: right, so C was uh- – C is the champion. I'm probably right there with you. It's probably a, um, definitely a uh, a close close one. And now I got I got the uh, the blind tasting key right here. You can Don't see Allison it. Allison gets this all set up for me. And so we're gonna read the results.
0: This is like naming the Super Bowl MVP right now. This is what this is, you know.
2: Oh wow! So there it is. so Glass B. Our last place winner was mm-hmm. uh, Rabbit Hole Race King. So Rabbit Hole is a small distillery in Kentucky, and um, the Race King is their is their limited edition uh, product. And and look, that, I mean, I thought I thought it was good. It definitely was tobacco forward. And, um, but, uh, I thought, you know, in in the right mood, glass B is, is, is good stuff. And again, I don't say this lightly and I don't, I don't mean this. And when you bring up cannabis, people get offended for some reason, but, uh, this is, uh, you know, I'm friends with a lot of people who pair weed with whiskey. And I think, you know, I had B real on the show and the entire show is about pairing weed with whiskey. And I think B would go really nicely with some cannabis uh coming in second what this was in my top 10 for 2021 for uh best uh american whiskey um Remus Re- Remus uh repeal reserve wow. fifth series so i think this i can't remember where that finished i think it was finished at number six so my in, definitely in my top 10. Uh, Remus reserve glass A and your winner following suit to your cravings of high proof big muscular bourbons the Elijah Craig private barrel selection full proof called hook and hoof. So wow. someone you know people send me their private barrels and that was uh, that was an Elijah Craig private barrel called hook and hoof. So you, my friend, uh, you chose as your palate has always pushed you in a higher proof scenario, except in your early days.
0: What's the, uh, what's the proof on the Remus?
2: Uh, Remus is 100 proof.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: it's 100 really 100 good.
0: Proof. Yeah. Really, really good. But C is wh- whoever picked C. Congratulations. That's fantastic.
2: It's good. It's definitely good. And let's see if I can find the proof on that. It is one
1: hundred and thirty-two
0: proof. I'm actually shocked it's that high. I mean with with, with how balanced it is and mm-hmm. how how smooth I hate smooth. I didn't say smooth. That's a strike that from the record. Can you edit that out, please? <laughs> Um, yeah, with, with with how balanced it is and, and how um, the sweetness and the spice work together, I just I'm sh- I I figured in the one twenty range that I'm I can't believe it's that high, which is great. That's the ultimate compliment, right? You don't want yeah. it to taste like the moon can, So yeah, right. That's, that's true.
2: No, I mean uh, C definitely delivers a uh, or what we now know to be Elijah Craig uh, a barrel proof private barrel selection. Um, it was complex, it was meaty, it was velvety, and it was all, th- all the things that you want to see in a, in a bourbon. And the big thing is is that it did not taste 132 proof. Um, no. It tasted. In fact, I would dare say it, it, it had a lot less alcohol uh, notes in it than the other two. So, And they were fine.
0: Well, I, what I love, and, and I know you were high on the barrel seagrass this year. Um, mm-hmm. When stuff can give you, when stuff can throw a bunch of stuff at you, right, and it all works together, and 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 sometimes you know it's kind of like jazz, right? All, all the notes separately don't seem to make sense, but 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 put them together in the right person's hands, and and it's just the best thing for your ears, or in this case, your part.
2: That's right, absolutely. And and you, my friend, you uh, you stepped up to the plate today, and. Be, you know tasted like a pro you tasted like a pro did you learn anything about yourself as a taster did you did it feel about right did it go like you th- would think it would go or
0: you know I mean, what do you think it's it's I, you know I, I i think it's a i love the way that you broke it down to the different areas of your tongue and then kind of go within that because if you just you know the, the untrained palate if you're just going to take a a, a glass and, and throw it down your gullet and say oh what do I taste? What do I, you know, it's, it's not going to work that way. It's, it's, it's a great way of having a method, right? And, and I, I mean, I'm, I don't mean to keep making the, the, the football comparisons, but the way that these guys work on their craft and the wide receivers and their footwork and the defensive linemen and their hands, right? You can't just go in there. I'm going to go past that guy. No. How do I get past that guy? And what's the technique that I use? It's, it's, it's kind of like that. So it's absolutely do it, Fred.
2: Well, Mike, it's a pleasure having you on the show and uh, I hope you enjoy your, your vacation. Um any any early uh any early predictions
0: uh for football this year? Like any just it's,
2: anything. It's funny you mention that
0: because they, they love to hit the here are the odds for next year's Super Bowl. Yeah. And it's just so hard because the Broncos are, are thrusted up there, right? they they're in the top five or six or something like that because of the anticipation that they could potentially get Aaron Rodgers, right? right. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, as I sit here right now, my expectation is that Rodgers is going to be back with Green Bay, um, and, and and they're going to continue. They'll, they'll find a way to keep Devontae Adams as well, if that's mm-hmm. the case, certainly to keep him happy. That's part of the plan. That's part of what he wants to hear right now to make that decision to go back. So I think they continue to be a strong roster. Um, he's just got to show up in the postseason. There's no question about it. We're now to the point where we can start the question – Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, why do you fold in the postseason? So uh, I'm looking for them to continue to be strong this upcoming season. Um, Deshaun Watson, we'll see where he lands. My shot in the dark early prediction, watch out for him to land in New Orleans. That could be a potential landing spot. to him. Watch out for them. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, New Orleans is back in the conversation, right, if that happens. So it's going to be a wild ride. We'll try to sort it all out for you uh, and look forward to talking about it every day on the NFL Network, Fred.
2: My God. Well, thanks for tuning in. And uh, I look forward to uh, sipping whiskey with you again, hopefully next time in person.
0: That'd be great. Let me know those dates when you come to New York. We'll line you up for good morning football.
2: Love it, man. Cheers.
0: I hope you enjoyed
2: that interview uh, with Mike. He's an incredible follow on Twitter, uh, also Instagram. And uh, by the time... uh, you're listening to this, uh, we would we would have recorded it more than a week ago. So it was, uh, I'll be curious to see like what kind of like free agent moves that he, uh, he reports on and uh, see what all kind of actions happening in the NFL. Is Tom Brady retired? Is he really? I mean, I follow the NFL very fanatically. So uh, I look up to Mike with what he's been able to do with his career. Just such an awesome dude, and a big shout out to him. A big thanks for coming on to the show. But that's gonna do it for us this week, folks. Make sure you give us a review. It helps us with the algorithm. Helps us with the algorithm and uh, impressing those uh, those bots and the algorithm overlords. So thank you so much for the review. Also make sure you give us a shout out on social media. Follow us. Tell a friend. But again, thanks for downloaded, downloading. Be safe out there, folks. No licking handrails, no licking trash cans. Remember, vodka sucks unless it's being used for hand sanitizer. Cheers, everybody.
1: You've been listening to The Fred Minnick Show, brought to you by 291 Colorado Whiskey and by Michters. For more information about Fred's books, articles, and more, just go to fredminnick.com.